Welcome to On the Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. Hi, I'm Andy Simon. I'm your host and your guide. And as you know, my job is to help get you off the brink, to help you see, feel, and think in new ways so that you can soar. And the whole point of that is that the times, they are changing. And you know humans are futurists. If they can't see where we're going, humans don't know how to live today. And that could be you. So you're asking me to help you craft where we're going so you can get better at what you're doing now and the times they are changing. I used to preach that if you want to change, have a crisis or create one. I truly never expected to have a pandemic, but the times they are coming out of it and we can all see a little bit like it's going to end and we're all going to get back to something, a new normal or something different. So I went looking for two people and I had the pleasure of being on their podcast. I so enjoyed myself and they seem to also, and I invited them to come onto ours so our listeners could hear them, not as the podcast host, but as people who are sharing their own personal journey with you. So I have Lisa Staff and Devo Tindall, who have um, Sprout Connectors. I'll tell you more about them. They'll tell you more about them. Here's a little bit about why they are so interesting. They began as photographers that quickly fell in love with brand development in 2016, and they thought that brand development via social media was going to be the go-to form of marketing. Oh, they write. You just take a look at how slow the old media was to discover the new media. They didn't pay any attention to how people were mediating. Um, they own two of the most successful photo and video agencies in the South. In 2018, they created Sprout Connectors. And it was out of the need to help business and entrepreneurs brand and scale effectively creating content while creating and managing a presence on social media. You know, many people are doing social, but not necessarily knowing what to do with it. And others are really confused about what's happening with Google and content marketers. And we're content marketers. We love HubSpot, but we're also big into social. And I heard once that Google said we missed the whole social. Uh, it's a whole interesting combination of things today. They're serial entrepreneurs, and I'm married to one, so I know the feeling well. They built two brands from the ground up, bootstrapping and later selling them both for six figures. Um, I think that they are the co-host of the popular podcast, Mind, Body, Business, and that's a claim to fame. But they repeatedly named the top three visual storytellers in the South. And so with that, let me introduce, I'm going to introduce Lisa first and then Devo. Tell us your story as the best storytellers in the South. Oh my what's gosh. Your story? How much time do I have? And can we use this as a little therapy session, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> My story started many, many years ago. <laughs> um, so my journey has been an interesting journey. I started out getting married really young. I was um, married at 19, was married for 30 years, and was married to someone that we started a business doing photography. That business is still, I have taken that over and rebranded myself in the last couple of years which is an interesting process that that goes with exactly what we're doing right now. How do you, how do you show up? How do you brand yourself and how do you stand out in the crowd, which we're all struggling to do right now? I think from, from that idea of understanding what makes you different, what makes you stand out has been a real asset. Um, I still have my photography business, but that photography business is morphing into Sprout and um, I think all of the talents that I have accumulated over my 50 some odd years have 
you know, things, sometimes you don't think what you're, what you have is a talent and you're looking at those big flashy things that other people seem to have or degrees or this or that. And you realize that your experiences and sometimes the other talents that you have that aren't as flashy are the things that are helping you to step forward right now. Um, so I would say that I'm a visual intuitive, I'm a brand strategist, I'm a social media expert, I'm a content creator, and all those things have connected to help me right now help other people. And it's a kind of interesting story when we're talking about social media. Um, my business partner through Sprout Devo, we actually met on social media. So, <laughs> you know, if you do it right, you can connect with the most interesting people, right? Well, and it's all like our conversation today came about by chance. And I often wonder about my expanded network, my community. Someone said, what's your community like? I said, it's gone up geometrically over this whole pandemic in ways that I could never have I've met people I never would have met otherwise. So, but you're also a beautiful storyteller. So with that as a start, and you met Devo on social. Devo, what is your story? Well, my story is a, a, a bit didactic. I've been all over the place uh, up to this journey. And, and I think that's sort of the beauty of it because it's prepared me for, for this time period that I'm living in. And, you know, people often use that as a cliche, you know, life is a journey. It's a process. Just stick with the process. But I've never really understood that until the last four or five years. Um, I, like Lisa, was in a, in a relationship with someone else. Um, I was also in a corporate relationship with another company for many years straight out of college. And I was just kind of floundering my life away, both professionally and personally. And I, I don't want that to be taken the wrong way because I have two wonderful kids from that, but I wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I, ne I never really quite understood, you know, you, you, no one teaches you as, as children what life is about. They just teach you, go to school, get, get a job, get a house with a white picket fence, get a dog, have two and a half kids, and you live happily ever after and retire at 65 and you'll have a pension and all that sort of stuff. And I never really understood any of that. And I was like, that always just seems so boring. I would see all of adults as a kid and I'm thinking like, these people just seem so unhappy. Like if, if that's what being an adult is, count me out. I don't want anything to do with that stuff. So, but lo and behold, I fell into that same trap. So I worked in the corporate world for 20 years and I don't regret any of it. Um, truthfully speaking, it's, it's allowed me to be successful in, in the type of business that I'm in today, because um, primarily from a human perspective, because of the job that I held, I worked directly with CEOs of companies, you know, billion dollar companies, as well as all the way down to the, the lowest level on the totem pole in the IT department working. And so I learned social skills and the, how to navigate around and deal with people and personalities. And, and Lisa and I often joke that we're people collectors because that's sort of what we do. You know, you mentioned at the outset, never before has my network expanded as much as it has during the last year and a half. And it's because we were already prepared for this. We didn't know we were prepared, but we were sort of preparing for it in 2016 when we were both looked at our businesses and we're like, it's morphing. The idea of photography in of itself was changing and evolving with the advent of the cell phones and then you know, everything, it just started evolving. And so we said, we've got to figure out a way to reposition ourselves with our own personal brands so that we're prepared for this, what's about to come. And then lo and behold, Corona hit and was like, wow, we turned out to be profit. So um, long, long story short, I worked in the corporate world for, for straight out of college. Uh, and uh, I was a project manager in the marketing and the PR um, area. And so I picked up all of those skills and attributes that I needed to manage my own business. Um, I, I launched my own brand, left the corporate world in 2000 and. 
we'll call it 2013 ish, 14 ish full time. Um, and that's where I am today doing, uh, I, I started another business, which I sold in 16, um, and then launched fusion full time. And now we launched sprout in 2018. So that's kind of where I am today. You know, you're both very uh, comfortable with serendipity mm-hmm. and, and I become a big believer in serendipity. Actually, I heard someone speak about it and I said, we really don't know where we're going, but this is an interesting time to listen differently, let our minds sort of open up to possibilities. Um, to your point, you know, where are we in this hierarchy? Lisa, you said, you know, you always think that maybe I'm not as good as someone else. Um, what we're finding is sort of interesting. Nobody's really that good or that bad, but we are really talented in what we're doing. So the story opens up to, wow, this is really cool times for us to be creatives about what comes next and how do we create it? So what do we create next? And I love the ideas of your stories because people live stories. That's how we we live. Lisa, what do you think is coming? I think there's so much competition right now in social media and everybody is trying to copy what the popular kids are doing. And I was never that person in high school that wanted to copy what the popular kids were doing because they were getting in a lot of trouble. I was the brace face with the headgear. And I think I'm still totally comfortable with that. So um, when you're talking about storytelling, we all have a story to tell. We're all going to speak to those people that we want in our tribe in a certain way. And I know everybody talks about being authentic, but it's true. You really need to find your voice and find the people that you want to be part of your tribe, loyal followers, clients, customers, all of that. So just finding out what resonates with yourself and with them is, is what makes all the difference. You know, you guys can jump in. You can talk to each other too. But you know, if, if we have to find out who we are before we can figure out how to relate, how do we do that? Yeah, I think Lisa's point is spot on. We, we often say that everybody has a superpower. It's, it's our job to to help you find and reveal that, and that and that's sort of what we have done as photographers. Um, it, it, it's off. It's it's funny. Sprout was from my perspective, and I think Lisa's is similar. Sprout came about from the concept of storytelling in of itself. And we, we quickly realized in our own personal narratives, our photography business and our personal lives, that what really resonated with people, and this is where branding comes into play, what really resonates with people is not so much your product. Obviously, once you've built up bandwidth like a Coca-Cola or a Nike, the product sort of speaks for itself. But all of those people just like us started somewhere, right? They were nothing at some point. And I tell my kids all the time, they're like, oh, I can never do that, dad. And I say to them, well, for example, an automobile that we're driving in right now, this was once nothing. It only came from a cogent thought that was fermented in somebody's mind and said, hey, we can maybe have a car with four wheels and we'll hold a steering wheel and we'll be able to drive down a road someday. And I'm like, and that's how the universe works. Like literally everything starts with a thought. And so And then it's followed up with the story once it's created, right? And so when we set out to create our brand of of photography, I realized very quickly that everything we were doing, it wasn't just point and shoot putting up against a wall. It was tell someone's story. And that's sort of where I think we're headed. Because of social media, it's it's almost like all of this none of this is accidental. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't believe that any of this is accidental. And like anything else, there has childbearing, there has to be pain before there can be proof. Right. And we won't appreciate one without the other. Correct. So from our perspective, 
Corona, as painful as this is right now, and I believe we're only seeing the beginning of this, by the way, this is only preparing people to decide which path is in their best interest and grow and evolve and become whatever that better version of themselves might be. And for us, it was helping other people tell their stories in a creative, enigmatic way to showcase who they are and what they are. And I believe for me, you ask what's coming. I think that's what's coming. It's a, this is just sort of a microcosm of that. And, and very quickly, you know, whether it's through AI implants in our brains or using virtual reality technology, everything is going to be about us presenting our personal story, whether it's from our business or our personal brand. Can I just say though, that the one thing that we talk about with our clients all the time is it's the long game. Everybody wants to be famous right away. They want to get to the 10,000 then they want to get to a hundred thousand and it's, it's all a numbers game. But I find that one of the things that I learned through photography, and I'm sure that you do Devo as well, that you found the way that you tell the story is you sit back, you watch that person, you listen to that person, you're introspective, you, you're thoughtful about it. And that kind of trickles into everything else. If you want that success, you have to sit back, you have to look at the whole picture. You see things maybe by doing that, that you went on the outset. Like if I'm following someone and I'm like, wow, they've got a lot of, a lot of followers. They're a yogi. I'm not going to throw on some yogi clothes and try to bend myself into a pretzel to get extra followers, that's not going to sustain. So we're looking at sustainability through this and then kind of taking that inventory and changing it as we go along. Because when we say you, you don't get to the next point, doing all the same things, you need to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Yep. The other part to that, just to continue your thought, is that it's okay not to know where we're going. The piece coming out of the pandemic is, you know, what, what will come back, what won't, does it matter? And so part of your storytelling is how do I create a really good aspirational story for what you hope will come back? And, and it isn't just the way we work, it's how we relate and how we're kind and belonging. There's some great research. What were people concerned about when large company had 30,000 employees, well-being and belonging. And some of the neuroscience stuff shows that belonging is as important as food and shelter. So it's not sort of casual. It's like, who do I belong with? What's the essence of who I am? Um, what's my personal story? Can I take charge of it? My concern is people becoming part of others because they feel lost and lonely and they don't quite know how to have an identity themselves and belong. You know, it's okay to begin to see yourself as part of something, but not necessarily know exactly what that is. And so it worries me that we're going to have a lot of um, um, me too's because it, it's not part from the movement, but there's a, there's a sense of, I need to find someone who I'm like, how fast can I do that? And social media opens up fictitious realities. And so that, that becomes part of our, maybe all reality is fictitious anyhow. Well, I, I think it's a good, if I may, I think it's a good point, but there's probably an argument to be made and I'm not, I'm not an anthropologist. I'm a relative amateur historian, but through the history of humanity, that's sort of been the conundrum. You have leaders and you have followers and human human context in of itself can't exist otherwise, right? Because there has to be a group of people that are doing some sort of the minutia and there has to be some sort of people who are doing some sort of the leadership. I think that I would say 
while it's a necessary evil, if one wants to not fall into that conundrum, it's going to require a lot of inner work. And, and, and I, and I don't know that, I don't mean that to be completely esoteric, but your business and the way you live your life is it's, it's inner work. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything I've learned over the last five, six years of, and I've been relatively successful most of my life, I, I would just like to say that. And I only say that not to be vain, but things have sort of always kind of worked out for me. Yes. And, and I never really quite understood that, but I, I was never really satisfied with just like, okay, that seems to be okay. I always felt like there's something more to it. And so that's what's been my motivation to sort of step out of the corporate world because I didn't want to follow another leader. I didn't want to just keep making money for somebody else. I didn't want to show up a nine to five and drive my little BMW and drive home in my white picket fence. Like I wanted something bigger and, and I knew that it was going to be painful. And I think the difference to your point is that the people who are willing to embrace that pain by going inwardly to figure out what it is they want to be and who they want to become and where they want to stand and what their legacy is going to be at the end of their life, that's going to be the difference. And that's how they're going to be able to get along. As in, if you, if you can define what that is and sort of have a, a metric to follow, you'll be able to set yourself outside of that. I'm just going to be like everybody else conundrum. But that's not always easy, is it? No, it's like inner work. I, I coasted in neutral for a very, like 30 years, I coasted in neutral. So it, it, takes that sometimes that blockage or sometimes that just stepping out and doing it but it's never easy but it's it's so much better did you both have i used to pre i still do if you want to change have a crisis or create one did you both that. have crisis to push you to the next place um i didn't expect the pandemic honestly but it's has the same qualities to it and never waste a crisis so for you, Lisa, it sounded like it was a bit of 30 years of, uh, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> it was 30 years. I, I love my kids. I have four fabulous kids. They're older now. Um, but I was, you know, trying to be a people pleaser and checking off all the boxes. And here I am, I'm getting married. I'm having kids. I'm uh, in the Mormon faith doing, you know, being good, not drinking, smoking, swearing, doing all the right things. And you know, leading in the church in certain areas as as, a, as far as a woman can lead in that church and doing all the things and realizing that um, it was a facade and my husband was doing different things at the time. And after 30 years, realizing that, you know, this, this isn't the progression that I should be doing and um, very making big different problem. choices than I made. <clears throat> wow. That is, it a, is. That is, it is. a rethinking your whole personal identity. Yeah, actually, actually getting a personal identity, maybe. <laughs> I don't that's know. what it sounds like. But, you change the whole story yeah. of who as Lisa and your relationship mm -hmm. to the folks you belong to. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that means that you you lose that circle of friends and you put others to the test and other people step up, they come forward and you realize that that those next steps are life-changing in such a good way. You learn so much, you grow, you have that metamorphosis of, of who you are starting to become. And then that propels you to the next level wow. because you're excited. This, this may be hard, but it's exciting. And I never thought I could do that. And wow, I did. So what's next? You almost like the vacuum. You're going to create yes. you in a vacuum without others telling you what the rules are, what the bookends are, what you can or can't. Wow. Love the story. It's, it's helpful when you're older doing it too, and you don't care as much about what, you know, when it was probably more difficult if I was in my twenties, but when you're in your fifties, you're just kind of like, you know what? I don't care as much anymore. I'm just going to do this. So. 
There's freedom in Sounds that. like Devo showed up at the right time. Devo. Yeah, but I think I, I always say to Lisa, I think that's just the point. Truthfully, I think that's all just the point. Um, Buddha, I believe, said, that, or it's attributed to Buddha that when, when the student is ready, the messenger arrives, correct? And, and I think that's the case for everyone. She, Lisa would, and I've known now Lisa for four years, and I'm going to tell you, she would not be capable of doing what she's doing today, all things being equal, if you were to transport her four years ago into today. March 15th, 2021, and say, all things being equal, I'm just going to teleport you into the future. Carry on. She would be lost. She would be vacuous. She wouldn't have an identity that is her own, and she would flounder. And I would argue to say the same is for me. And I think that's just the point. We all come about development in our own individual ways. We all evolve in our own individual ways. And some people don't evolve in this lifetime, if you want to go really deep there. And you got to start over again if you believe the way I believe. But the point is, is that in order for us to grow, so in order for us to grow, we have to experience the antithesis of what is pleasure, which is pain. Like there's no way, like if everything was pleasurable, what the F would be the point of continuing this life? Like I'm like, I have everything I need. Why do I care? Like it's, everything is perfect. So, <laughs> right. So we have, and like neurologically, we've evolved as humans. If you take a look at cortisol, the release of cortisol. Neurologically, the, the, the pain center and the pleasure centers are basically the exact same autotonic functionality. And so they both work in sort of a karmic balance. You have to have one so that you can understand or appreciate what the other one feels like, right? Okay. And, and, and again, going back to business, it's the same thing. You always have to be on the pulse of what you're doing. And you have to experience things that don't work because how would you know that they don't work if you experience them first? That way you can change and evolve them. So um, that that's sort of for me, I think I never understood that principle. This is what they should be teaching in school, by the way, as at elementary. Like, here's how life works, son. Sit, let me sit you down and explain to you what karma is. And let me explain to you what all these things are about life. And we'd probably be a lot better along than we are today uh, had we learned these lessons as children. And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled, or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey, Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled, and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens reignite their growth, and soar again. My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there, or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com, and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books, and you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. 
We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves, very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. I heard someone say, and I can't remember who, but he said, the only way we see the stars is to have black around it. And, and it stuck in my head. Who had said, I never can remember who said it, but that was a memorable moment to your point. But both of you have um, no straight trajectory going now. It's a really personal um, excursion you're on. I mean, it's almost more fun not to know necessarily where it's going, except yeah. to stay open to the possibilities of what's coming next in a very integrative fashion. You know, you listen differently. Your podcast almost fills your head with ideas, I bet. And because I know what my podcast do, it does the same. I grow every time I do a podcast interview. And sometimes I listen to them again to see what we actually talked about. It's sort of like, wow. So, but, but am I right that you're on a journey which no destination is necessary? We're just going to keep growing along the way? Is that what I hear? Lise, you want to answer first? I, I totally agree with that. I think, you know, people that have a story are so much more interesting. People that have no had no challenges, no other experiences, you only talk to them about the sale that's on at Publix and the you know <laughs> two for one. And that can get tiring after a while. But these stories make people relatable. Either you're you can connect with them or you can learn from them. There's so much more value in that. And I'm all for that. And they're not even teaching you. They're just telling you their stories. Yeah. If you listen well, there's a, a learning your brain, your own story gets changed as you listen to their stories which is why I think the podcast is so valuable because that's in fact what your brain does. It changes your story as you're listening to theirs. You want to say something, sir? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm just listening. I think um, there is no such thing as a straight trajectory. I think even people who are living in a nine to five capacity, they, they may go to them. They may drive to work every day and take the same route and basically sit in their cubicle doing the same thing. But you know, I did that and my company got sold and bought out and I was sitting on the streets without a job. So even in that capacity, there's no such thing as a straight trajectory. So it's up to us. It's never crisis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And exactly. Exactly. And I wouldn't say that you necessarily need to have an existential crisis in order to grow. That's what I meant earlier. I think we can be proactive about that by sort of becoming introspective and looking within and becoming more self-aware of what we want out of life in general. Like there's no reason that you couldn't be happy working in the corporate capacity. That's just what some people are made for. Truthfully speaking, not all humans are made equal. And, and there are some that are Go on, go on to do considerably greater. Th like, let me give you an example. I've, I'm a college football player, and I used this story to Lisa before to make an example. And I was a really good high school football player, and I thought I was a badass. Let me just tell you right now, I was on a full ride scholarship, went to college. I got my ass kicked the first day of football camp, and there were people that were bigger than me, and faster than me, and stronger than me. <laughs> but you were a big guy. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, here I come in. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a badass. And I literally got destroyed my first year of football. And my point is, is like, there's always going to be something bigger and better than you. Don't compare yourself to that. Compare yourself to yourself. Who are you today? Who do you want to be tomorrow? And 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 it doesn't take a, it doesn't take chaos or or a disaster to do that. You can become introspective today and start figuring out what you want. I had someone else tell me, wherever you are, there's someone who's better and someone who's not. Learn from the folks who have gotten there ahead of you and teach the others along the way. And you'll find that you grow constantly. And, and listen, 
The listening part, I think, is one of the things coming out of this pandemic period that I talk a lot about. You really don't know what somebody is going through. I do a lot of executive coaching, and you listen to them trying to figure out how to maneuver. Talk about not being in a box and not being in a cube, but not figuring out, how do I do this? I got my husband sitting on the couch watching the TV. The kids are, are, are fighting over there. They have to be in school. I have to do my work, and I don't know how to do this. I said, why don't you know how to do this? Oh, I said, why can't you take charge? And, and restructure, why do, why, what are you waiting for? The old structure to drop in in some fashion? Take charge. <laughs> oh, I could do that. Yeah, well, I, I'm not sure. The, the, I said, I'm listening to you um, feel badly about the fact that you have to make some decisions now. Everyone's waiting for you to lead. Why is this so difficult? And so each time, perfectly fine success stories going into the home to have to run it, not always knowing how to. And so I'm, I'm fascinated by the, the personal transformation going on as people are, are taking stock. And then we have one client and all their um, employees are working from home and they don't want to come back in the office. And they said, why? Why should we come back in the office? We waste two hours a day traveling back and forth. I have so much more time. I'm getting the job done. And the bosses who built this beautiful office are saying, well, this is the way we do it. And they're saying, why? And there's some real deep thinking about why. Well, I like to see them. I said, you like to see them, but it costs them two hours a day of life. Maybe we're having new conversations. Are you finding the same? Go ahead, Leif. I, th- I think we're, and we've, Devo and I have had these conversations a lot. We're in the last year or so, many people are having that conversation with themselves, with their families, with their significant others about what's really making them happy, what's fulfilling them, what's bringing them joy. And how do they continue to do that? You know, we're we're in a position right now, I'm not saying it's just Evo and I, but we have like, different arms of our business that we can be reaching out to, but you can't do them all well at once. So what are those areas that we want to reach into that we're going to love doing and are going to grow our business as well? And, and Devo, and you're make following the same course or a different one? Well, I I want to I took a couple of notes on something you said. You talked about listening and 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 why that why we have paralysis analysis, so to speak. Why why can't she get up and change that paradigm of the kids going through chaos? I, I, and first, I think from my own perspective, it was fear. Fear pervades and drives almost every decision we make, right? And and it's the people who the people who a acknowledge that and understand how to move past that fear that are the ones that are going to move past that fear because if you don't you just end up sort of wallowing in your own self pity and denial and she like, sure okay. could, have, could have done that exactly absolutely right and so it's those stories that we tell ourselves and I grew up in a really abusive um, uh, family my dad was just in, just absolutely atrocious and I don't say that for pity I say that because for thirty five thirty nine years. I basically was like, oh, I, you know, I, my dad was a dick and he abused me and all these things. And like, oh, why, why? I have no security. I can never move past that. And then I've developed all sorts of psychology around that. But truthfully, in the last five years, and, and Lisa's been a big part of that, it's because I've been growing together with somebody who finally inspires me. And I'm going somewhere with this. 
because I'm growing with somebody who's actually doing real things to make a difference in the world because I'm part of a tribe, if you will. And you talked about people like to belong. Yeah. People like to belong. We're communal, we're communal people. Like there's an argument to be made that before recorded history of humans, that everything was one collective consciousness of thought. Like we lived in tribe, we lived in tribes and small indigenous communities and we lived off the land and in the trees and we worked with the animals and all those sorts of things. And I purpose, I personally think that that's where we're going back to. I, I, and we can go down a whole different podcast with that because I've been researching this heavily for the last five years on all that. But um, the, the idea of this sort of central theme around finding people who work well, who you work well with and, and growing with those people and surrounding yourself with people who inspire you. And if you don't, if you're sort of the, if you're sort of the strongest person in your pack, you're basically never going to have any inspiration for the rest of your life. And you're just going to sort of dawdle. And that's sort of the problem. So um, I, I think I got off topic, but yeah, I, no, I, I guess that's actually it. you led to something interesting. I'm going to weave us back to where we started because I, I talked about listening. You talk about photography, about seeing, and, and you're talking about beginning to see inside, you know, we decide with our eyes and our heart and our gut, but we have to feel mm-hmm. this stuff. And right now you're seeing a resurgence of um, what we used to do as hunters and gatherers sitting around the campfire, sharing stories, a collective conscious. That's how, that was the secret of our survival. And by so doing, and we were able to pass from one generation to the next, what mattered and how. And then we, we fell apart like this and now we're coming back together. Maybe it's on social media, maybe it's not, but I think Zoom has a very interesting impact on that. I've been to more funerals on Zoom where we've shared stories about the person who's left us in a way that you never could have done in a hay, um, in a church, everybody having something to share. I've been to birthday celebrations, which were fascinating in their collective sharing of stories about the birthday person. And I'm saying, I like this. We, we talk differently and we have time for each of us to say something. And I'm not quite sure I want to go back to networking meetings. And my networking meetings are more networking than they ever were when we were in person. We're actually <laughs> listening to each other and yeah. picking up interesting ideas from each other. And there's something going on that is uh, transforming us and doing it in very exciting ways. And Lisa's smiling. You want to say something? You can interrupt me. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I love what you're saying. We... Um through our business before we'll take on a client, we um, force them to do a brand audit, even though they'll say to us, oh, we know exactly what we want to (laughs) do. But there's sometimes having that discussion and telling the story that the beginning result is so different from the end result. And this could be a four hour, three to four hour exercise. But as we go through it, telling their story, having discussions, being introspective, listening, prodding, gets the the real truth out and that that's really what we need to do in in all facets of our personal life and business and everything do an do an audit on ourselves and sometimes you need to bring other people into it as well because what you see sometimes asking someone else is you know what what do i do well what what do you see what what comes out of me what's your what's your take on my personality all of that and it's not just you know fishing for compliments which you know sometimes you need a little affirmation but it's, it's it's getting to that end result. But to your point, we live our stories, but we really don't know how they're lived by others. And so we, we've never really met, but I feel like I know you incredibly well. 
after two hour sessions of digging into what matters, your personal brand, but actually the brand is almost a bad story. It's your personal story. If the word brand bothers me these days um, because people are talking about personal branding. You got to know your story. Answer the question, why you? And tell me about why I should love you uh, and bring you back into our lives and share you and do it with joy. And, and you don't have to do with anybody who doesn't give you joy because you can select today in a very interesting fashion. So we're almost reaching that end point. Do you want to wrap up with some last thoughts? I have a hunch, Evo, you have a bunch of thoughts on that page in front of you <laughs> writing on. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't sound like him at all. No. Uh, <laughs> but, but you two are at a remarkable moment for each other, which is joyful to share. Your last thoughts, my dear. Lisa, I'll, I'll drop mine since I go longer than you. I, I, you're, you're spot on, Andy. It, this, the branding and storytelling, that those are just semantics. I think the, the bottom, the, the takeaway from that standpoint is whether it's personal or business, you, you, when you meet someone, your husband, for example, you didn't just get married the next day, right? You, you, you fostered and nurtured and you built a relationship and that relationship was built and nurtured through storytelling, right? Yes, exactly. You you exchanged parables and stories and anecdotes and experiences until those experiences became sort of a shared paradigm, right? And so your business, your marketing, your social media, whatever it is that you do, that's how you connect with people. And unless you're a, a mountain ranger that's putting out fires somewhere in the Ticonderoga and you live in a cabin by yourself, it sort of matters how you tell your story. Because those are the type of people that there's a that you you become a manifestation of of what you exude, right? And so you're you're an, you're an absolute reflection of of anyone that's around you, and your experiences around you are a direct reflection of what you're putting off. That's a fantastically fact that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. And and the same thing goes for your business. If you don't know your story and what it is you want to accomplish and how you want to accomplish it, and you don't tell that story, how are you going to attract anybody that resonates with your story? And that's sort of the centerpiece of all of this. And when, when, and my final thought is whether it's taking photographs or doing video or social media, our job as storytellers and our job as humans are, are to, without being vain about it, tell your story so that you can find the people that you want to connect with. And when you find those people, form a cohesion and tell the stories together. And that's sort of what modern marketing is becoming. I think that's what modern life is becoming. And I think you pointed that out. I don't want to lose that thought because I think we're reverting back to something that's traditionally um, part of human um, essence being of, you know, begin to know who you are, begin to ex express that in such a way, the essence of who you are, and you'll find others coming to you to form great relationships that are really cool. Lisa, your last thoughts. Um, I, I totally agree with everything you've both said. I think this last year or maybe even longer with the change in thought processes, change in way we do business has with the right attitude, like if you come at it with the right attitude, has been like the most positive thing that it could be. We have connected and had conversations and built relationships with people that it never would have happened. And the reason it happened is because we stepped out of our comfort zone. We were honest about what we were wanting to do and who we wanted to be around. And those people have elevated us and they have changed the trajectory of where we want to go and what we're doing with our business in a way that a few years ago, I would have never even, I would have been stuck <laughs> in that box, That's still doing those things. That's how you do it. Yeah. 
No, yeah. we don't. I know. So it's 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 given so many more opportunities, and I think where we're going, we're really excited about it, right, Devo? Like I'm Absolutely. excited about what the next year brings, what our one year plan, two year plan, five year plan, whatever. And that might not. I, I'm not trying to put expectations on things. It's being open and having that experience and saying yes to those things. I will tell you that I have become a real fan of both of you, and I would never have known you just from doing the podcast for you. Um, And so this has been a treat for me to be the interviewer and have this great opportunity to experience you. I can't, we'll never meet. Maybe we will one day. I'm not quite sure how or not, but this feels like we've just had a wonderful day together celebrating life in some cool ways two marvelous people. So I want to thank you. If people want to reach you, listen to your podcast, which of you want to promote your brand in some way so they can? Which of you? doesn't matter. Lisa, you want to tell us where hit, you're hit it, Devo. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Drum roll. All right. Well, if you want to find if you want to find us, the fastest way together is at sproutconnectors.com. That's sprout connectors with an S, that's plural. Um, we're both on Instagram. Lisa is Lisa Staff Photo on Instagram, and I'm Fusion Photog, short for photography. Uh, but again, you can find us all through Sprout SproutConnectors.com. Sprout Connectors. Well, and our, oh, sorry. The podcast is Mind Body Business as well. Yes, Mind Body. And yes, we are um, totally, totally approve of people stalking us because that's what we all do now, right? Check us out. Uh, but I met someone who was soft. You don't want to do that. Uh, but <laughs> with that in mind, I'm going to thank my listeners and my viewers because we'll put this up on video on YouTube and you can enjoy it and share it. It's been really a deep, wonderful conversation today about how you can see, feel, and think in new ways and become the best that you can be. So I'm going to put a little plug in for my new book, Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. And that little jar behind me, for those of you who are watching, is a candle, that wax buffalo in, um, let's see, where is it? In um, Nebraska, put together for us as a gift to send out to entrepreneurs with the book and, and a note telling them how great they are lighting up life. Who knows how a book turns into a movement of joy to share. So we want to help women become the best they can be. And part of it is understanding use the word brand, but who are you now? And is that happy? Or is that something that you're ready to change in some fashion? And the book is here to help you do just that. So with that in mind, thank you, our listeners. Thank you for coming. Send over info at andysimon.com. Oh, I'm sorry, Devo, please. I would like to say one final thought. Please. The book is not just for women. I'm reading it and I find it fabulous. Oh, good. It, yeah. It's not just for women, honestly. Like gender is gender, is gender but... It, we're obviously different people, but we can. T- there's takeaways for men in this book as well. You know, we forget that we have to do it together, don't we? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wonder whether we've gone too far in one direction or the other, and it's fine time to get the conversation back to how we talk to each other and express our affection and, and work together. So thanks. That's a great... Great, great. Well, you're definitely the more evolved gender of the two of species of, of humans, but it, there is a balance that is needed, I agree, and there has been an imbalance for hundreds of years, so yes. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, I'm going to say goodbye to everyone. Please stay well and stay healthy and enjoy your day, and please rethink where you're going and make it a very purposeful one, because it's only one trip through here, and well, maybe you know, is right. There's more than one coming, but what a pleasure. Bye-bye, everybody. Have Thank a great- you, Andy.